Namaste and welcome. Welcome back to the Wisdom for Women from Yoga and Ayurveda podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Allen. And in today's episode, I'd like to share with you why I believe yoga is not a one-size-fits-all practice and why I practice embodied yoga. What is embodied yoga? Embodied yoga, as I practice and teach it, is taking the principles, the wisdom inherent in the principles of Ayurveda, and embodying those on our mat in our yoga practice. Embodied yoga is a phrase I coined, as best I know, several years ago to label or to help students understand what we were doing, how we were doing it, and why we were doing these things in our yoga practice. So let's start. I think most people are familiar with what yoga is as far as yoga asana, yoga pranayama, those limbs of yoga. But what about embody or embodiment? What does that really mean? What do I mean by that? So in looking at the root word, are the roots of the word embodiment, start with E-N, and that comes from a French word meaning in or into, or put in, or put into. Body, B-O-D-I, is referring to our personal physical body, and ment, M-E-N-T, is an action or a resulting state. So let's combine those together in what I mean by embodied yoga. So when we practice embodied yoga, we are putting into our body the wisdom of Ayurveda, creating or resulting in a state of alignment, a state of integrity as we practice. So we're using our yoga practice to bring balance and healing as it's based in or rooted in the wisdom of Ayurveda. So to me, Ayurveda and yoga cannot be separated. They are two sides of the same coin. So embodied yoga. The first time I heard of this idea of embody or embodiment was all the way back in 2004. This was in my first yoga teacher training in Flagstaff at the Yoga Experience. Thank you everyone at the Yoga Experience and thank you to my dear teachers, Naeem Jesney and Noah Maze for sharing with me this method of teaching and theming classes. I wanna share it with you now. There were five parts of this methodology. When planning um, and delivering a yoga class. Okay, first you would name it. So you would... That's, that's identifying the class theme. Then you would personalize it. You would show how this theme is showing up in your life. Personal experience, personal story, personal anecdote. Then you would universalize it. So make this theme relatable to all. Then internalize it. And this would make the theme, um, we would bring the theme to life through meditation or breath work. And lastly, we would embody it. We would teach the theme in the asana class itself. So anyone who's come to a yoga class with me over the years has seen me um, or experienced me do this time and time again. We'd take a theme and um, work through that process, culminating in this idea of embodying the theme through our practice. 
So that seed that was planted, this seed of embodying a theme through our yoga practice all the way back in 2004, was watered and nurtured and tended to until it blossomed and sprouted into this idea of embodied yoga and the Embodied Yoga Collective in 2020, I believe, 2020. Um, And so we not only embody the theme through our yoga practice, through our asana practice, but we're embodying uh, the deeper themes, the deeper principles of Ayurveda. So we take these principles of Ayurveda and embody them in our yoga practice. That is what I mean when I speak of embodied yoga. And the beauty of embodied yoga is that it's not a one-size-fits-all practice. I believe a one-size-fits-all practice is not actually beneficial. I believe that there are practices. There are techniques that are beneficial to all, of course, but there's a way we can use our yoga practice rooted in this wisdom of Ayurveda that can really bring deep and profound healing and balance. For instance, a 20-year-old on-the-go, super competitive student athlete living in a dormitory, um, and studying all the time, running around, classes, projects, schoolwork, work study, the practice that will best serve them is going to be different than the practice that would best serve a 30-year-old mom with two kids under two, whose husband is working 60 hours a week to support them, and she's juggling the children and household by herself. That's going to be a different practice. That practice will be different than a 40-year-old burnt-out professional, right? And so you can begin to think of this embodied yoga as medicine, right? In Ayurveda, everything can be medicine. So what is medicine for one person might be different than medicine for another person. So let me share with you a little bit about my process When I am thinking about, we'll start with just my personal um, practice. I will kind of guide you through how I use this personally and then how I might use it um, professionally when I coach or teach students. So in Ayurveda, there are what is called the 20 gunas. And we'll get into this deeper in in another episode. It's that that whole topic of the 20 gunas or um, pairs of opposites could be an, an entire podcast. But there's the 20 gunas, this pulsation of opposite, hot, cold, oily, dry, heavy, light, and so on. These 20 qualities make up... Um, they, they are represented, they are found in everything, right? And um, even in the three doshas or energy forces. Okay. So these are the foundations of what I consider when I'm considering developing a practice for myself. And when I first started teaching yoga, I was really focused on body alignment. And now I am so focused on energy alignment. And so I think of the energy of the time of day. I think of the energy of the time of the month, of the moon cycle. I consider the energy of the time of year. 
I consider the energy of the time of life. I consider my dominant dosha or constitution. And I also consider my current imbalance. So I take all of these things into consideration. And often this isn't, for me personally, it isn't even consciously, right? It might happen more on the subtle or subconscious level now. So, so if we want to sort of simplify this a little bit, we can look at just the three doshas or the three energies, right? We've got the energy of vata, the energy of movement, the energy of pitta or the energy of transformation, and the energy of kapha or the energy of nourishment. And if I consider these different energies of time of day, month, year, life cycle, dosha, and imbalance, I'll kind of begin to see if I have a lot of this kapha energy going on, a lot of this pitta energy going on, or a lot of this vata energy going on. And then once I can kind of identify that, I can practice in a way that will bring balance and healing, right? Bring in the opposite energies, um, just for instance, if I'm really tired, uh, sluggish, lethargic, like there's a lot of heavy, um, cold, wet, dense energy, that's kapha energy. I would want to bring in something to stimulate. Okay. So that's how I might develop a practice for myself. And again, like I said, for me, it's mostly just subconscious now. How I would, and I would use sort of the same technique in developing like a, for a one-on-one client. But if I'm working in a public class where, of course, everyone's time of life might be different, everyone's dominant dosha might be different, everyone's current imbalance may be different, um, what I focus on is time of day and time of season. And that's how I create classes for the Embodied Yoga Collective. I focus on the energy of the time of the day, bringing balance, and the energy of the season and bringing balance to those two. And within that, I can offer generalized suggestions for dosha, constitution, and imbalance. And that's how I work with this in more of a public setting. And in my signature offering, the Embodied Yoga Collective, We have a theme every month or every couple of months that we really dig deep into through alignment to these energies, through breath, through movement, through stillness. And it's a really sweet offering because there's so much intention and so much depth in in this process, in this way of practicing. It's very, very intentionally created. And delivered. So again, I I mentioned I used to focus on just physical body alignment. And now I'm focusing more on the alignment of the energies. If you'd like to learn a little bit more about this idea of embodied yoga, you can go to my website, jenniferallenyogaandwellness.com. And you can check out the information on the Embodied Yoga Collective. There's a free sample there. And you can kind of get a feel or an idea, practice a class, and see what I, you know, start to really feel into what I mean by this concept of embodied yoga and this concept of using our 
yoga practice as medicine, right? As a way to bring balance and healing to our whole self. Also, I have a free Facebook group. It's called Yoga and Ayurveda for Modern Women. I've had this group maybe for six years now on Facebook. And this season, this summer season, June, July, August, we're exploring embodied yoga. So there will be deeper explanations and explorations of this idea. So you can go to Facebook, search Yoga and Ayurveda for Modern Women, and ask to join the group and I can add you that way. That way you can use that and or the Embodied Yoga Collective as a way to dive deeper. And it's really interesting. I was kind of, as I was thinking about this podcast episode, I was like, why, you know, why did this develop? Why did I create this? And there's a couple of reasons I think. First of all, I always focused on a home practice. Um, I lived in Springfield, Illinois, as I mentioned on my very first podcast episode, went to a studio there. When I lived in Flagstaff, uh, I participated in a studio there for about nine or 10 months. And then I moved to Grand Canyon. And so living remotely, a home practice was the, the only way to go at that time. And the beauty of a home practice is it, lo- it allows us to create a safe space for practice. It allows us to have um, a, a space of freedom to explore and modify and intuitively adapt our practice. And I think that that's, I think having a home practice, whether it's guided uh, or completely solo, I think is really, really, really powerful. The other reason that this kind of, uh, another reason why this embodied yoga developed over time is I often felt really uncomfortable, really self-conscious, really overwhelmed in public classes because there wasn't this attention to alignment of energies, right? I mean, it has someone with chronic pain, endometriosis, um, scoliosis. There's a lot of variables in which inserting myself into a public class wasn't actually the best option or the most appropriate option for me. And the third reason I couldn't really find the right fit, you know, I couldn't find the right style of yoga that I wanted. So I just developed the style I wanted, (laughs) right? And, um, and there, there's, there are things from all styles of yoga I practice that I bring into my teachings. I love, I love many different styles of yoga, but they didn't quite seem like the right fit. Like when I first started practicing yoga, I was practicing Ashtanga and that, that was too rigid, too intense. I went into Anyasara. That was like way too backbending. There was like so much focus on backbending, which was not appropriate for my body. And I just couldn't, I couldn't find the right fit. And embodied yoga to me is that beautiful, um, right fit because it adjusts with us throughout the day, throughout the lunar cycle of the month, throughout the seasonal cycles of the year, throughout the time of our life. And it's just so, it's just such a beautiful practice that can connect us deeply to the wisdom of Ayurveda and the wisdom of nature. So again, if you want to learn more, please go to my Facebook group, Yoga and Ayurveda for Modern Women, or please go to my website, Jennifer Allen Yoga and Wellness, and click on the Embodied Yoga link there, and you can learn more. I'd love to have you join us. This, uh, the Embodied Yoga Collective is a monthly yoga membership. 
we have one um, live class a week and then often a guest speaker and often a uh, radical rest circle where we use yoga nidra. So there's a lot of offerings. Everything is recorded. You can search by the monthly themes. You can search by the type of class. You can search by the body part. So it's a highly searchable yoga resource library in addition to live yoga gatherings. So if any of these resonate with you, um, you know, not actually having found the right fit or the right style of yoga, I invite you to check it out. If you have questions, please reach out to me. I'd be happy to answer them for you. And uh, thanks so much for taking um, a few moments today to listen in to this idea of embodied yoga and why yoga is not a one-size-fits-all practice. Until we meet again, I see you, I appreciate you, and I love you.